What's poppin' everybody? Hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host. Here with me today is my brother Jay, who will be in every episode. The one true plush host, as I am known in the comfier corners of the internet and the listening audience. You do love beanbag chairs. Uh, well, do you, you know what is hilarious about the beanbag chair joke? Is that you were the one who bought jumbo wombo posh beanbag chairs as furniture. As your like actual furniture for a while in college. This is true. This yeah. is true. I, I became like, I, I think we've talked about it a little bit before, but I came like slightly wildly addicted to uh, like the, this is not sponsored, but the uh, like love sack brand. Yeah. Um, and it's like, it's one of those things where for some reason it is like immensely compelling to me. Like, and, and I honestly cannot tell you why. Yeah. Like, like it's true. Like I made the joke that like you love beanbag chairs and I, I love that everybody bought into it. But like just for uh, Alice's birthday a few weeks ago, we were, uh, we went to Tyson's corner mall in Washington, DC and they have a love sock, love sack store. And I went in and like literally while we were there, I was like, man, where could we use like, we use one of these in our house. Like I was like, again, I'm you were like, again, I'm you're like, like I'm, mm, I'm, like, I'm I, not, not sold. I'm not over it. Like I, I still like, they are super comfortable. The only thing I would say is that like, I, I wanted to go like, go big, you know? So I had like the super yeah. sack. So it's not the month. Like they have like an even bigger one. Yeah. That's like really, really large. Uh, but yeah, so I had, I had two super sacks for my living room furniture in college. And then at the beginning of the time that we lived together. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like now I would be much more on board with like a smaller one. So that like, if I had friends over and they're like sitting in my living room, there's the ability to like, you know, like my sectional couch. And then like, you could like plop down on that as like a piece of sort of like auxiliary furniture yeah. as it were. I'm, I'm imagining right now, as we think about it, that like right now, in Luke's room, I have this sort of like extra wide rocking chair that we use for like reading books yeah. and stuff, which is good because we, you know, people can, to, me and Luke can sit on it comfortably. Sure, sure. No, no squeezing or like no one needs to be on anyone's lap or anything. Um, but I imagine at some point that will get retired and that would be maybe be a great location for a. For a, for a big love sack <gasps> situation. Yeah. That could be very fun. Oh, I, I would be so excited. It. I would be so excited. I bet I, Luke would love it. I bet he, I mean, it's hard not to, especially when you're a kid, because it's just a big, fun thing to jump into. It's true. It's a very good place yeah. to, like, yeah. read. And I feel like kids would not get uncomfortable sitting in it the way that adults do. Right. Because they don't weigh enough to, like, like force the, the in, like, innards around Start enough. to compact yeah. it. Well, I have to tell you, I have such a funny story about exactly that. And, and then we'll, we'll get back to something I actually wanted to talk about. But uh, my my brief aside here is going to be that in college, uh, my senior year, I was having a party and at this point in time, I had bought one of the love sacks and it was in the corner. And then next to it was like, just like your very basic, like microfiber couch, you yeah. know, like the really standard, you know, just f it's almost like, like fake fabric is, is like the only, it's not, it's not like pleather. It's not even attempting to imitate leather. It's just fake fabric material right you know plastic so, yeah <laughs> it was like it was a very inexpensive uh very inexpensive couch but we we were having this one party and it was like as we were kind of getting to know like the other people who lived in our building and so like some of the neighbors who we didn't know super well had sort of like migrated in to hang out and chat and just sort of get to know one another and during this, we're, of course, you know having a hooting and hollering good time of course and so we are doing like front flips into 
the love sack because right. it's basically just like a great big landing zone. And yeah. it was like, Oh my God, how much fun. And then, uh, one of the neighbors walks in and sees us doing this and we're like, Oh man, take a turn at it. And I think that he just didn't understand in a way that like, I can't comprehend, but he went and he bigger guy, like not, not like he was like six, four, six, five, like bigger, like, like person. really tall. Yeah. Um, structurally. And he, he, he sprints in and does a front flip onto the couch. Right. Like not onto the giant, like floofy. Right. Like didn't understand what you were doing was taking advantage of the floof factor of the love sack. Just was like, y'all are just doing front flips onto furniture. I get it. Yes. And so what, yeah. So he goes right into the couch, the, the couch supports, which again, it was an inexpensive couch, uh, just broke and then just shot just, through the wall. Wow. Like, so like, like the wood beam that like was, was holding everything like sheared free. And then, and I guess the couch twisted enough. Yeah. So it, it, it broke the couch and put a hole in the wall in one fell swoop. So, and it was just, yeah, it was, it was, it was not the, it was not the, it wasn't the best, not um, the best, but it was my first foray into drywall repair. Yeah. Now you're out your couch and your security deposit, <laughs> which, which when you go to college, you're not getting your security. Just forget back about anyway. it. I you're think, not getting it. I feel like people used to get so like all of my fellow classmates would get so upset about the security deposits and, and I get it. I mean, it's a lot of money to like, you know, especially at that age to like put together to put down. Um, but I, I don't think I ever heard of a single instance of any of my friends, regardless of what their like college going behaviors were like ever getting their security deposit back. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe there are some people out there who were just like extremely meticulous, but yeah, no, I didn't see it. Anyway, we were talking about plushes. We were talking it, about plushes. We immediately got sidetracked as we do, yeah. as we do. I mean, it's, it's sort of, it's sort of like the MO for this particular show, but, um, the exciting news in the plush front is that if you, uh, support us on Patreon at the, uh, exclusive merchandise tier, we finally have the one true host plushies that have been manufactured. The one true host trophy plushies. Yes. Yes. I'm if you're watching, you can see me holding it right now. Yes. If not, imagine a bucket of popcorn, but it's plushy. Yes. And it has like a little placard at the bottom that, that says, says the one true host. Yes. So they have, they have been made. It took longer than expected, which is good news. It honestly, is. because it was because so many people signed up for it that they were the, the <clears throat> company that we were working with was overwhelmed. Yeah. Basically the, they're like a, I think they're like a novelty company where you can like send them a picture of your dog or, you know, what, whatever the item may be. Right. And they'll be like, great. We made a plush out of it. Here you go. We made, we made that one plush out of it. And we were like, can we have way, way, way more than one? Yes. And they were like, well, obviously we have to say yes. That's just good business, but this is going to take a while. Yep, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah. So otherwise, it's great. Yeah, if you if you have like a like a dog or something, you want to like give it to like a family member as a Christmas yeah. You want gift, like a one off like, plush? That's that, great. Very quick turnaround. No big deal. Yeah. Yeah. If you want many of them, different story. Yeah. Anyway, so those are available. Also, we want to we we want to take a moment just to to describe uh, the Q3 and Q4 quarterly merch items in case you do want to support us on this tier over on patreon yes q3 because the the trophies took so long is almost over so we're actually going to extend the sign up deadline to october 15th when it would typically be uh september 30th so there'll be basically a, a couple extra fridays uh available to sign up at this tier what we did though is really cool i'm i'm very excited about this particular item. it's pretty cool hello friends jay and ben are about to think they're using the right word like in so many other instances they are not 
The word they'll use is lithograph, which is an ancient printmaking process where inks are affixed to stones and paper prints are made from those stones. The word they mean is litograph, which is the process of taking the words from a noteworthy text and converting them into adjoining merchandise. We hope this is able to clear up any confusion resulting and enjoy the rest of your day at Popcorn Culture. Pop, pop. It is, it's a lithograph of the Element of Surprise episode of the pop, which is basically the the entire um, like text of yeah. everything we said in the entire episode. Like if you if you had the closed captions, the closed of yes. the episode, like the full script of everything we said. Not that this is scripted in any way at all. Right. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. We we got that all on one big document, and then you can uh, go to like a, a lithograph um, website, and you can cut a shape out of it and it'll like move the words around so all the words are still there right all the words are still intact right so what we're gonna have is a hoodie that on it has all the words from the episode uh the element of surprise yes that episode of the pop and they will uh be spaced such that the words pop pop are visible in huge font on the front. Yes, like so it's basically like all of the text will be like the the color and then the negative space will spell the words pop pop. That was a much better way to say it. The negative space will say pop pop yeah. on the front of the hoodie. They are going to look so cool. It looks it looks pretty cool. If you don't yeah, it's 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 pretty awesome. I'm so excited about that. Yes, the the mock-ups are looking incredible so far. Hopefully by the time you're hearing this, we'll be able to share that with you. Yeah. Um but also we always we always 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 use uh like a super soft, very high quality hoodie. So if you are excited about this tier and you're already at the $25 tier, uh then you're just already You're in already it. getting one. Yeah, and if not, uh, and you feel like signing up, you have until October 15th to get in on the hoodie. And then additionally, starting on October 1st, you will be qualified for the Q4 piece of merch, yes. which is also awesome. Yes, it is. Um, of course, we're biased. But uh, what we're going to be doing for Q4 is actually recording a special episode an, of the pop. An exclusive episode. Exclusive. Yeah. Which will only be available in this one particular way, which is a pressed vinyl record that's right we are making a record we're making a record record we're making a record record like a real vinyl record that you can get and listen to an exclusive episode of the pop on it's going to be extremely cool and 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 the vinyl itself is glow in the dark glow in the dark how cool is that you're going to do it in the dark i'm excited for it because my expectation is that people don't have record players. Sure, sure. Which me, like, I'm sure some of you do. I'm sure some of you do. Um, and the good news about having a record is that so often it's much more just about having it in the cool, um, you know, vinyl artwork. Yes. Whatever. And um, there's cool case. ways to display vinyl. And there's cool ways to display vinyl. And just having, I think just having records is cool. I don't own a single record. Oh, I have many records. Oh, you do? I do. Um, and none of them are like from like old, like, you know, like for from when like records came out. They're yeah. all like, you know, like the Frozen 2 soundtrack. Right. Of um, course. Yeah. They're like, they're like modern day records. Modern day records. Yeah. But Ali and I, that is like in our main like living space. We don't have like a, like an Alexa or like a smart home device or whatever. We literally have a record player. And every morning when we get up, we put on a record and like, that's yeah. like what's playing as we're drinking coffee and getting ready and, and moseying. That's so fun. Yeah. Do you think it sounds better than other forms of audio? Dude, I don't want to be that guy, but I actually do. Like, <laughs> I actually, actually do because the speakers that I have playing it are like, they were like $49 like Amazon choice 
you know, like computer speakers. Like yeah. they are not in any way intended to be like a high quality, like audio experience. Yeah. And it's still like, it fills the room in such a like, like I, I can't even describe it. It's like the noise literally finds the entire space of the room coming out of these. Like, I mean, and I kid you not. I mean, they're like, if you take your index, like your pointer finger and like stretch it as far apart from your thumb as you possibly can. Yeah. They're like that big. Like, and, and there is a small, you know, like adjoining subwoofer that goes with it. But okay. I mean, they're not nice speakers in, you can hear it from the whole bottom of the house. And you think this is a function of the vinyl, not the speakers. I do think it is because, because as computer speakers, I found them to be underwhelming. Mm. And I, and I don't know if somebody can explain this to me or like if somehow the analog sound, I believe analog sound is supposed to be better than digital sound because it's like a more robust audio wave maybe possibly i'm i am i am now venturing into waters that i don't fully understand yeah i'm not i'm not an audiophile myself either so i couldn't really tell you yeah so anyway if you guys would like to get on 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 this specific uh piece of exclusive merch anytime between uh october 1st and december 31st is the window uh for that that order space yeah and then it will ship in the new year in the new year yep exactly so if you want to support us you can do so at patreon.com slash popcorn culture yes that's where you go to sign up but i believe it's the jazziest j tier that you're going to want to sign up for buzziest b jazziest j the buzziest b yeah yeah so uh, what i this i do think it's going to be fun though because just to just to answer your question listening wherever you are right now there will not be like an accompany accompanying mp3 yeah no digital version it It, will only exist as on a vinyl. vinyl. Yep. So you might need a, you, th- it's like an opportunity to find your friend who has a record player and listen together with them. It's also kind of interesting because it means like th- this is this is like about as arrogant and big headed as I am capable of being mm-hmm. and it's about to come out. Okay. Okay. It's like the idea that there's like such a limited quantity and limited availability for this one specific episode that like if if sometime in the future would become you know a big deal at any point in time like and and there are like carlin brothers collectors items oh you know it's like this it's like there will be such a small number of them right well you know what i mean i know what you mean like this this would be like like because whenever you're looking at collectibles i always think about this like why why is it like our parents toys were collectibles but like our toys as kids weren't and it's because by the time we were kids they were mass produced but when yeah. they were kids there were actually like finite numbers right like merchandising was just not the thing it is today exactly yeah, yeah. so like if you if you had like like our dad had uh what was it the sugar caddy the yeah the sugar cat that was like the hot wheels car he had like a specific yeah. hot wheels car and i think this like one specific hot wheels car is actually like worth like a not like a huge amount of money but like hundreds of dollars yeah you know and that's that's pretty remarkable yeah he for, still has that one he does still have that yeah one. he does yes it's yeah. really cool it's a it red is. line it's a red line oh man that's like one of those things it's like oh yeah I, like that growing up because we collected hot wheels so much we know like a lot of the vernacular of hot wheels stuff and <laughs> we, we, we do we do and so like i remember being in uh the store one day and we were like looking at hot wheels and there was like the hot wheels was trying to do this thing where they're like recreate vintage hot wheels cars yes. and sell them in modern day packaging and part of me is like i that's fun but part of me is also like i hate it why yeah, would i all. want why would i want a modern day vent like like recreation i just want the actual 
old one. I don't want to reprint. That is exactly how I felt. Yeah. Like I, I feel like, and and this is probably one of those things where, as like you know, eight nine year old kids, yeah, we, we were like like way too savvy. It was yeah. like this is not a red line. What did you like? You can't just you can't just slap red paint onto wheels on a modern day car and call it a red line. You you can't just do that. Yeah, like no. this is not the same. And it was like we we were being like very very like pretentious about it as kids. You know. Yeah, yeah, as it were. Um and but no, I I do remember feeling that exact same way. It's like this doesn't count. Yeah. Like, no. No. Yeah. Well, I remember Beth asking like, "Why does it have red lines? Like why why is the red on the wheels?" And I was like, "I got you covered." <laughs> I know. I know this. <laughs> Do you have a moment? Yeah, have let me tell you about the history of Hot Wheels, which is actually I feel like you had a class was it like in 6th grade? It was you- it was in 6th grade. There was a big history project every year for uh my my team as yeah. it were, the investigators. Uh so everyone uh, in on our team that section of the sixth grade had to do a big history project and it was just you had to give come up with a presentation for the history like the history of fill in the blank and you got to choose whatever um thing you wanted to do to learn the history of and then present it to the class and yep. you know you could do whatever however you wanted to do it whether you just wanted to give up like go up and give a speech or you like made a movie or did a powerpoint presentation i will say um, without doubt, 95% of people do PowerPoint presentations because it's just absolutely the easiest thing, especially when you're in sixth grade. And oh, especially because when I was in sixth grade, video editing software was not something you had on computers. It meant having special editing equipment with like different VCRs. We had to put in and out points. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was the type of thing that the reason you had access to it is because our dad was working at a, a local TV news station mm-hmm. and literally like they had like a room, you know, that like, oh yeah, they this. had like edit bays. Yeah. 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 yeah so uh, anyway, I did the history of Hot Wheels you did. for sixth grade, and we sure enough, we made a video. We went home. We filmed lots of it because we did lots of Hot Wheels races when we oh, were kids. We a bunch. Like, like a bunch. I cannot wait for Luke and Nick and Nate to be the age where they are really, really concerned about which Hot Wheels car we own moves the fastest. Yes. Like, and, and it's, it's important. Coming. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. coming. And like right now, sometimes I'll like I'll try and be like, is today? Is today? that I'll be like, Luke, we should race them. And we'll put dude down the track and he'll be like, whatever. You know, it's you know, he, he what, what was exciting that. is that two were going, not that one won or that one was faster. I see. Yeah. I see. Well, it's you know, coming. It's coming. It's, it's, it's going to find it. We'll get there. We'll get there. And I can't wait. It'll be fantastic because we have tons of Hot Wheels cards, including most of our old ones. So the thing that I remember the most about this particular thing is that I in, in correct me if I'm wrong, but there used to be like specialty sets of Hot Wheels cars that would come out. So like, for example, I think at one point in time, there was like cars that were themed like candy bars. And yeah. There was, like, a little sugar rush sugar rush yeah. yeah so it was like a little like reese's a hershey's a crunch and a butterfinger yep i think were the were the four and i believe that you could take the back of each of those four if you collected all four uh and typically i think one of them was just like a little bit rarer than yeah the it was other. hard to like find all four of the set yeah exactly but then if you were to mail in the backs the cardboard backings to hot wheels they would then mail you back a mystery car. Yes, that what well, you're I think you're almost correct. Okay. I think you needed four complete sets. Four complete sets. You needed sets? four complete sets to get the mystery car. Oh, but so but which we, me and oh, and to, what? to clear things up, that meant and I will tell you that we successfully did this several times for me and Ben and Tyler. So like and I think there was a new mystery car each quarter. Okay. So uh, there had been four throughout the year, 
And I think I think that because on the ones we have, it says like Q2 or it has like a two on it and like a four on it. You're right. Yeah. yeah. So I think they were like sort of counting. They, they, they themselves formed a set and there was a theme to the mystery cars. They were all like black and gold and stuff and they had like a cool look to them. They did. Yeah, they, they always looked really But neat. I'm pretty sure you needed four sets of four cars to get the mystery car, which sounds like a lot. But it's, only, it's like 16 bucks, I guess. Is ultimately what you're doing. But what it means is that we had to have 12 sets of cars for all three of us to get the mystery car. Which is unreal. It's a lot. I mean, it goes to show how many Hot Wheels cars we had at home. We have a lot. But the point is that I feel like if, if there is something that like, you know, having fast forwarded 20 years into the future, 20 plus years into the future, yeah. it feels like the mystery cars would be inside of that like category of like maybe worth something maybe maybe it's you're you're right it's possible but at the same time we i remember they didn't come in boxes no they didn't because if they came in like regular hot wheels like blister packs i doubt we would have opened them because even we could have recognized the value even we as 10 year olds could have recognized that these were harder to get and like obviously rare they just came in like just a regular card like i mean it came in like a just sealed plastic bag plastic bag yeah it wasn't was not fancy at all there was no like presentation to it whatsoever <laughs> right right so it was yeah. it was kind of odd that they had gone to the lengths to <laughs> provide this special opportunity and then kind of like stopped short of then like having the artwork made or something like it almost feels like this is the type of thing where you're getting like a glimpse into how like a corporation works. And there's like one group of people in manufacturing. That's like, Hey guys, great idea. We'll like use this old car model that we didn't end up using. We'll slap a different paint color on it. We'll put some cool wheels on it and we'll just send it out to these kids to make their day. And then like over in marketing where you've had like the, the people who were like in charge of like designing like the, the actual box design and stuff. We're like, no guys, we're not going to put, we're not going to put artists on making mystery car backings I feel like this is the exact opposite. Oh, like you think like marketing marketing was like fantastic idea. This will be a way to sell 16 cars and give someone one. That means they're paying $16 to get a single car. Plus they have to collect lots of different cars. They have to come back. It'll be great. And your, they were like, your logic and, works better. Yeah. And they, they pitched it. And someone in the meeting was like, yes, fantastic idea. I love it. You're promoted, Bob manufacturing you, or so, someone over here. You're going to be in charge of mailing those out. And they were like, Look it over at marketing like you just gave me so much. You know, I'm going to have to double check every envelope that comes in for 16 unique UPCs. It's a very ma- manual like, job. Yeah, like, it's a like, very manual someone job. Someone was staring at Bob like, I cannot. I what? Okay, I'm going to do it, but I'm not going to like it. And it's going to be at the bottom of my to-do list. And when those kids get them, whatever, fine. Right, so, right. Yeah. That, and I will say it did seem like it took forever to get them. Like, almost yeah. the point where it was like, I forgot that we did it. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That, that could just be how time moves as like a seven-year-old. Plus, plus shipping was not what it was today. And I assume there must have been like an end period to sending in the like the UPCs on the back. Right. You know. Oh, true, true, true. You know, like yeah. I had to wait for the quarter. To, it's very similar to the Patreon. Like you had to wait for the quarter to end and then collect them all and then mail them out. Oh, yeah, man. I can I can I can understand some fury here. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Plus, when you had to deal with like 1995 shipping times, which were significantly longer than today. Oh, my gosh. I remember. Yeah. Like when I when I was in uh ninth grade i was given a, like a laptop by the school uh not me specifically like uh, as like, anything special my whole class got them and i remember so like it was kind of like this was the first time ever that i had access to 
my own computer. Like yeah. I could go into my room and play like, Diablo two. Play Diablo two. Like I could I could like yeah I could have access to a computer on my own. And it was kind of like one of these like it was like this is so much better than trying to compete with five other people to get like your 15 minutes on the computer. And then if your 15 minutes started and mom needed to like do something much more important, it was like you were booted yeah. and, and there was no, there was no justification. I mean, n- nothing against mom. It's just like, it, I don't think that she was that bought into making sure everybody got a fair amount of time on the computer so much. as just like, right. Yeah. Not her concern. <laughs> exactly. She needed to actually do something important. Um, but by the end of that year, we of course had to give them back for the summer. And so it was like my mission to make sure that I had my own computer purchased by the time that first summer came around. Yeah. And so I was, we were, we were doing our soccer refereeing, which I think we talked about in a recent episode. We did. And it was like, that's exactly, I saved all of my money to buy a Dell PC. Wow. And dude, I, you're getting a Dell. Yeah, oh my <laughs> gosh. I forgot about that. That was such like a popular uh, ad for a long time. R- raise your hand. If you remember the dude, you're getting a Dell. Oh man. There, I, I, it's possible that they're no. Is it possible that somebody listening right now wasn't alive when that was a thing? Oh, it's possible. It's possible. Like we're talking, we're talking like 2004. Oh, it's weird. It's very mm-hmm. possible. <laughs> oh, whoops. That's kind of upsetting. Um, it's too possible. <laughs> um, but the point is that, so I got, I got my, my first computer. And uh, I remember that shortly thereafter, I would have turned 16, which meant I got my first job at the local Petland, which meant that I had my own income, which meant that I got my first debit card, uh, which meant that I could buy things online. And that's that was like the whole runaround to to this point in time. But like mom at this point in time, and again, possibly because dad was like a, like a TV news reporter and Internet was like it's sort of still a fairly new thing. Right. Uh, like. She was so, so, so concerned that if you like bought something online that your credit card was just going to be stolen and internet hackers the world over were going to use that to right. like just just empty your bank account and steal your identity or something. Right. Hashtag internet stalkers. Um, and so I remember like I would, I would like order something online and at that point in time it would take like, I don't know, 10 to 14 days to get to you, which basically mom had it in my head that I would like, I would like press down. I'm like, that's it. I just lost that money forever. It's never going to show up. And you had to wait such a long period of time to finally discover whether or not. Oh yeah. Like there wasn't like instant email confirmation. There wasn't instant email confirmation or, um, or, or yeah, just that that, like, you know, your, your money was out of your account and, and it wasn't two day shipping. Right. You know, so it was, you just had to have faith that, that, product was coming exactly yeah exactly and what and were you ordering you i think parts for my car uh, a little bit okay yeah, yeah. Is, is probably what it really was and because it was also i was buying stuff off of ebay from like individuals oh also which, also which made yeah. it that much that much slower yeah oh, good times good times no doubt but we made it we made it oh I, actually it. once upon a time this is actually a business model i've wanted to do so many times just because i actually think it's hilarious yeah but do you remember the something store oh the something store i do because i made it like a jonkerlin video about it oh did you i did i actually don't know if i realized that but yeah, yeah so the something store in a nutshell is basically you pay them ten dollars and they send you something and it's <laughs> that's like, it and that's it and it's like they give you like some examples and i think there's a, a very small amount of like lottery type stuff in there where it's like yeah at, at this point in time i think it was like uh like best case scenario 
you would pay $10 and they would send you like a fossil watch or like an iPod nano, nano or something yeah, like the little yeah. like square. Um, and so I'm sure from their perspective, you know, they could get 200 orders. And if one of them was one of those things and they're technically fulfilling the potential chance, yeah. but they're able to make the money back by all of the other people who they then send like a water bottle. Right. Yeah. Or like a, like a, a drawstring bag. I'm pretty sure when, if I recall, when we ordered stuff from the something store, yes, I got a water bottle and you got a pashmina. A gold pashmina. A gold pashmina. I remember that. And I was like, a what? <laughs> like, what? what is... It was such a perplexing item for you, a teenage boy, to get that it was like... It, it didn't even know how to be disappointed. I know. I know. Yeah. And I feel like mom and dad... Like, I think they thought that it was the funniest thing that had ever happened. Yeah. Like they were, I feel like they told the story. They were like, he bought the, he bought something online. It was a pashmina. Yeah. It was like, okay, dad, I get it. Oh man. Oh uh, man. Do you but, know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Anyway, I mean, that's, that, that's like, that's my, that's, that, that has been one of my business ideas before. It's just literally, we just, we just redo the something story. We just redo the something story. We'll just send you something. We'll say who's in, who's, who's in? in. It's probably worth less than $10. It's probably worth less. I mean, that is how business works. That's you know? how it works. Right? Pretty much yeah. everything you buy is worth less than what you paid for it. Yeah. That's a sad reality. Yep. Pretty yeah. much. Anyway. But anyway, that's how things operate and how people get paid and stuff. So, you know, it all comes back. Right. It's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, the point <clears throat> is I won the sixth grade history of contest As <laughs> with you my should history have. of Hot Wheels. It was like I, it was really good. It was really good. It was very good. We had it on VHS. Could, you could plop it into the house. You could, well, you could just learn about Hot Wheels. We need to get a VHS to digital converter. Yeah. So that we can. Like, cause that would be such a fun, like special offer. Oh my or, gosh. Like, Patreon perk. It's yeah. Like, like, does it still exist? Does the history of how to. it's gotta be a mom and dad's. Oh my gosh. It doesn't seem like we it, could relive my champion sixth grade history self. I always remember you just saying mystery. Yes. Car. That was a good, I had to, yeah, I had to go to the TV station with dad so we could edit the video and we had like, uh, you know, he had me like write up all the voiceover and stuff and then I had to read it and I remember, yeah, there was one line. It was the mystery car that I really like hit the sh on. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that was the family quote to obviously till this day because Ben still remembers still, it. Still, <laughs> this is one of those things where it's like hey, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Just hey, give it a couple. How's weeks. your pashmina? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get past it. We'll, we'll get. P- and no one's gonna remember. No one's gonna remember. No one's gonna know. They're going to know. They're going to. How are they going to (laughs) know? Because someone knows. Oh, my goodness. So, Ben, let's before we skate past anything else here, we mentioned you getting the computer in your room. Yeah. um, Which, if I recall, was largely used one to chat on AOL Instant Messenger. That should be a bingo square if it's not already. But also to play Diablo 2, which I'm pretty sure is also a bingo square. That is exactly. I mean, if I had two objectives. It was them. It was that them. was it. That was it. That was like that was it. So hard stop. It's not even funny. Like right. I, like my computer had two icons on it. Yeah. Like <laughs> aim, aim Diablo and Diablo two. two. Well, so this past week, Diablo two resurrected was released. It was, which is the game that, if I am not mistaken, you have been waiting for literally since you bought Diablo two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think like it's it's probably been. No, not even probably. I think that I will turn. Wow, this is kind of unbelievable. I will turn 32 on October 25th. 
And mom did not allow me to play Diablo until I was 12. Oh, okay. And so literally 20 years. Wow. And it's like, yeah, yeah. So it's like, I'm like a month away from turning 32. And here it is. 20 years ago today, I couldn't play Diablo 2 yet. Yeah. Popcorn culture is supported by Arena Club. Okay, so you guys know that I love trading card games and that me and Ben are big time collectors of Pokemon cards. You know, it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth. And like even in our office, we have not one, but two full display cases with some of our all time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled. But something I did not know existed when I was a kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting. You know, to me, it was just like a rare Charizard is a rare Charizard. Like it doesn't, doesn't matter if it's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paperclip. Turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded, it can add huge value. And then not only that, but once they're graded, they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in the industry as a slab. And that's where Arena Club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack, but it's for a pre-graded card. Now, I know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform, which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see. But you can also request them to be sent to you at any time. So they have got a ton of pre-graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do. But whether you're buying, selling, trading or or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out. And right now you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash pop pop, which wow, that is a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's like $40 right there. Anyway, that's arenaclub.com slash pop pop for 10% off your first purchase. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile, and it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. What's the easiest choice you can make? 
Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Oh, man. So anyway, yeah, it came out and I would say... The, the slightly disappointing portion of it yeah. is that I haven't been able to play it yet. Ben, how is this possible? I don't actually. This is like your whole thing. I know. I know. I am. I. I think if I. Uh, I think if I were to like really truly go inside of like my brain psychology. Yeah. It's. I think what's actually happening is I am so afraid it's going to disappoint me. Oh, like, there's no way. It's like I'm like I think that this is the case. I have this problem with so many things where it's like it's like I. I'll be so excited. And then it's kind of like, I can't do it. I can't do it Mm -mm. because if I do then, and it's sad, then it's like, then my 20 year dream will be gone. And how do I handle that? I I think it really is a 20 year dream because I think when we got into Diablo two, for the first time as kids, we were already on the tail end of it. I believe like, you are absolutely like correct. it had yep. already, it was already dated when we got to it. Yep. And like from the moment we logged, in, I was like, this is super fun and I love doing it and I will spend tons of time doing it, but I do wish it just ran a little better and had kind of better graphics. And it was like, there was always the promise of Diablo three, which if you didn't live through waiting for that, that well, was, and that's part of the problem. Yeah. Is that I was so excited for Diablo 3 because all I wanted was Diablo 2, but with better graphics. Right. And then they gave us Diablo 3. And you want to know what happened? It I, wasn't Diablo 2. It wasn't. And I was disappointed. Yeah. So instead, though, it seems like Blizzard realized that, that people wanted Diablo 3 forever. They made it. And Diablo 3 is a perfectly playable playable game. It's very fun. Unless what you want it to be is Diablo 2 with better graphics, which, which it case, is not. It is not. Yes. Which I think was the main disappointment because that's, I think that's what everyone wanted. So Blizzard was just like, okay, 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 okay. We're just going to we're going to make Diablo 2 with better graphics. Go. <laughs> And they, like, did, and they did it and we, it is finally here can we put four people on that can we spare yeah. four people yeah and i think there is a button you can press that will um change the graphics to the old graphics too oh so you can still play it nostalgia mode or whatever nostalgia mode yeah that is honestly that i'm glad that they did that that's yeah. pretty cool that's pretty cool that is fun I, I was actually blown away when i originally saw the trailer for it because they were cutting so perfectly between them and i was like I'm actually sort of impressed, like, despite the fact that this is like a legitimate, super professional game company, like, I was like, I'm sort of impressed that you're able to like line these up so perfectly. Like you must have had to like walk to the exact same spot in that field to cast the exact same spell. And like they, they showed it with like every character class. I'm like, this is kind of unreal. Yeah. Like, how are you doing this? And it must have just been like taking the filter off and on. Yeah, basically. <laughs> wow. So it is exactly the same. So it, it can be just about exactly the same. Yeah. <sighs> okay. So. I'm excited to hear. I, I will say that I have played it some. And and I'm going to love it. I, I think you, I mean, I think you will enjoy it because as far as I can tell, it basically plays the exact same 
and I don't even think they've done like balance updates to the characters or anything. They will. They, they will. They'll yeah, get there. I feel They're like there. they they will. But otherwise, pretty much the exact same. So it's, it's very very nostalgic thus okay. far. Okay. Well, as long as we're talking about psychology, I I actually feel like uh there there's like a sort of interesting. I, I had like um a breakthrough about breakthroughs. Oh, today. Yeah. Well, recently. In the past couple of days. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. In recent days. It's not relevant how recent it was. <laughs> yeah. Let's really nail it down. <laughs> Hold on. Hold Let on, go Grandpa. Do you ever have somebody who like gets really stuck on something that doesn't matter? And yeah. they're like, oh my gosh. Route four? Right, route four? Route three? Four? Yeah. Three. Yeah. We were driving up and it was, uh, we came, how do we come up? Shall I look it, shall I look it up? And it's just like, it's route it, four. Yeah. Is it's it going to matter? Yeah. It's like, is it going to matter because you drove past something that's important to the story and we'll be able to fact check you and be like, oh, no, what happened was three days later. It's like, please skip this part. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. It's like, we don't, we don't need to be stuck Don't here. need to know it's the like, driving. You, you could, you could literally say that you traveled through like the Milky Way galaxy and got here and it would still, I, I'd still be fine. Right. I'd be like, I don't need any additional information yeah. about your pathway to this moment. Okay. But here's the thing, because I, I we, we've talked a fair bit about, uh, like mental health, uh, like therapy counseling, mm-hmm. that type of stuff before. And I think that I saw a graph once upon a time that I thought was like, just, very useful to me as I sort of like stepped into this, this arena of like, you know, consulting and getting help for myself. Yeah. And I think my big thinking first is that I had a stigma against it. And I was kind of like, I don't need that. Uh, and then I finally was like, okay, maybe I need it. So I went. And I think that when I went, I really thought that like, I was going to like sit down with like the, like, you know, psychiatrist from like house the tv show and they were going to be like listen this is exactly what's going on with you you're doing these five things it's all completely routine here's your like explanation go you know like you don't have to go on like an ongoing basis like you go in and there's a person who can like completely understand your personality all at once and tell you how to fix everything right it's like i I see the obvious problems great news i have strategies for all those things here they are Thanks for coming. Yeah. Let me know if you ever need me again. Yeah. And so, but that's not the case, but that doesn't mean that there aren't breakthroughs. But the interesting thing for me is that I think that every single one of my breakthroughs, and I think that it really like came together in, in the past week for me has been that they're all extraordinarily related to one another. Mm. And I think that that is the part that has been most interesting for me. So uh, for a little bit of context here, I've been going extremely regularly for like a year and a half and I have had four major breakthroughs in that period of time. And I think that they are all directly related to one another. Oh, crazy. And I'd like to talk about them, if that's okay. I don't think it's too personal. I think, I mean, you're, yeah, you're, I was going to say, well, it's your <laughs> therapy and there it sounds like a big personal breakthrough. So if this is water you feel comfortable wading into, then yeah, please share. But listen, you know. Jay, when I was, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> okay. So let me, let me get my, my notes here because I want to be able to describe it okay. uh, correctly. Mm-hmm. Okay. So breakthrough number one, I would say, was the difference between anxiety and nerves, okay. which, which I think was just a good thing to recognize. And, and I've talked about this before, as I've talked about mental health in the past, but I think that forever I applied nervousness to things when it was actually anxiety. I think a lot. I think that I mean, I'm not I, I don't even know that I wouldn't use them interchangeably, you know, on the daily. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, you know, I, and I think that. I, I think that that makes sense because they're similar enough. I, I, well, I think because you can like you could feel anxious without necessarily suffering from like anxiety. 
Yes. Yeah, right? ab- yeah. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but like, I think, uh, there have been points in like my aquarium career where I've had to go and like give like a larger presentation, pre- larger presentation for like a bigger client. Uh, and the like, inability to like sleep for two days leading up to it. That was not me being nervous. That was like severe anxiety. And at at points in time, it was like, it was very irrational in nature. Like there there was, there was no like warning signs, no problems. Like the client wasn't like upset with me in any way, shape or form. They just wanted an update on how the tanks were doing. Like, you know, what we we haven't talked to in a little bit, what's going on, you know? And so like when I went and gave the presentation, they all just had a bunch of questions about turtles and stuff and they were like excited about it. Right. It was like, it was not a problem. Yeah. (laughs) But what I put into my fears about it was, was that, and and I'm not really even that troubled with like public speaking. So I think in this particular case, it's, it's not nervous about talking to a group of people. It was anxiety about the particular situation. So anyway, uh, for, for what it's worth, that would, that would be like sort of the very quick example of the distinction as, as I read it. Okay. Okay. So there's that, uh, one of the next pieces was this idea of being a people pleaser, uh, which was something that I think was much more obvious to all of the other people who know me. Oh, and right. Less obvious to me myself. Right. Because you're, well, was it because like your self perception was, or that your perception was that all people were this way? I, I don't know that it was that it was like such a hard belief that that everybody did this. Um, I just don't I just don't think that I had ever actually like stood back and been introspective about my myself enough to compare patterns in my behaviors across a variety of different interactions right and and realize that there was this like central theme that was happening that was sort of like no matter what I didn't want to make somebody feel bad or uncomfortable and frequently in doing that it added some like layer of expense to myself right whether it be like failing to communicate how I actually feel about something right and and then therefore they're misinformed about where I'm at right in the situation uh or I mean this be the type of thing like where like if I was going to you know uh bill a client you know for for some aquarium work very early on and I was like that'll be fifty dollars and they were like oh 15 and they like wrote it down it'd be like I would not correct them Right, like you they know, just got like, away with $35 of theft, basically. Yes, and, and yeah. not that they not that they even meant to. They just misheard me. But to me, I was like, they misheard me by too much to go from 15 to 50. It'll like, be disappointing to them. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly that. They'll be mad at me. And, like, <laughs> and in my mind, it's like, I will just, I'll take the hit because it would it would cost me more in like my emotional turmoil to to correct them than the $35. Wow. You know? Yeah. Like, and that, and that Th- that's like debilitating people pleasing a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I think, and that, that is like a real example. Like yeah. that's, that's not like me. That just happened. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. That's, that is a real thing. Um, and so I think this being brought to my attention was like, was very useful. And, and as you start to like put those pieces together, it's sort of like, Oh, okay. So a portion of what's going on here is, is exactly like you said, like they're going to be mad at me for, for 50 instead of 15 like that is anxiety right okay like like, you know like the person mishearing the the, this particular situation like doesn't necessarily change the value of the service that i did right (laughs) you know so like that that's one of those where i was constantly like living in this like very worried sphere of 
if I say something like that, then this person is going to like write me off entirely. They will never come back and do work with me again. And that's not the case. Like, right. Yeah. It's a very honest misunderstanding. Like, right. Yeah, like people mishear things all the time. Things right. Things cost what they cost. That's just the way it is. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, and it, but like, you know, the, the amount of consequence, uh, <laughs> I think is, is the anxiety coming into that particular equation. Uh, the next thing that was brought to my attention is the idea of scorekeeping, uh, which is something mm, that scorekeeping I, very dangerous. It is very dangerous. Yeah. And in, this is the piece of the puzzle that I don't think clicked into place until my, my most recent breakthrough. So we're, we're at, we're at three so far, which would be anxiety versus nerves, nerves, uh, people pleasing, and then scorekeeping. And, I think that what happened was the first two fit together nicely. And the third one, I didn't quite understand like where it came into the equation. Mm -hmm. So, uh, scorekeeping is, is very basically the idea of like, um, I took out the trash and walked the dogs and emptied the dishwasher. What did you do? Right. You know, like, or, you know, like if, if at that, (coughs) if at that point in time, it was like, can you go vacuum the living room? It'd be like, well, I did these things already. So maybe it's your turn. Like that would be, Right. Scorekeeping is, is is less to do with like, am I personally more available to go and, and vacuum the floor in this particular moment? And if the answer is yes, it's like, okay, well then it's like, you know, like it it needs to be done either way. One of us needs to do it. It Right. It doesn't (laughs) the same team. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't become more your responsibility just because I've done other things. Like that's, that's not the way that, that pieces, uh, come together. And very frequently, uh, I think that, the issue with this was that people had absolutely no idea that I was scorekeeping because I am a people pleaser. Right. So like if someone like you gave someone basically a free $35 discount for nothing. On, yes, exactly. But because because you were afraid because you want to keep them happy as a people pleaser. Right. But perhaps your scorekeeping brain then is like, now you owe me. Well, it'd be it'd be that or it'd be the type of thing where like if I had billed you just accordingly and then you called me later that night and you were like, hey, I think I'm having a problem. Like, can I run it by you real quick? And it's like, listen, you only paid me $15 for service today when it was supposed to be 50. I don't think you should be calling me at right. nine o'clock at night. And it's like, it's like, it's not their fault. You didn't tell them right that they misheard you. you <laughs> yeah. Like you see where I'm saying? Yes. Like it's it's starting to come together. <clears throat> um and that that's a very like small short window of time example, but the the final breakthrough for me is something that is called problematic patience. Okay. And problematic patience I think is where all of it starts to ring together. Okay. So basically it's it's this idea of constantly being like like almost being patient in a way that goes on for too long so that your, your brain is never being rewarded with like the positive uh, outcome to a particular situation. Mm -hmm. Um, And so typically this, this can show itself in a way that is like having a very, very long-term interaction with somebody constantly in hopes that eventually they will become the person that you want them to be, but also as a people pleaser, never communicating to the person the things that you want them to change. Right. But then all the while being tolerant of the things that they're not changing because you're not communicating to it and then being frustrated on the whole. Yeah. Because all this time has gone on where where you yourself are carrying all this weight. Like you're aware of all the stuff that apparently you have been doing yes. for them. Yeah. And like I've been waiting so long for you to like adjust to these things 
Yes, I've I've but, been yeah. giving you thirty five dollar discounts every service visit for the last two years, and and you're you're like yelling at me because there's algae on the glass or something, you know? And it's yeah. like it's like how can you be doing this right now? Right. And again, they don't know. Right. Like <laughs> you know, it's like to them they're paying the uh, the the amount that you charge for your services, <laughs> right? Because you haven't corrected them. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and um. So I, I think that this is, this is like one of the big ones that, that I was able to, to, to maybe like pull into focus. And it's, it's difficult in a lot of ways because the actionable reaction to this kind of, uh, discovery is like attempting to learn how to be like, um, uh, more of an advocate for yourself right? or like willing to speak up. And for me, the problem is, is I have no practice doing that. It It is a weird, it is a very weird thing when, when like that's the advice. Because basically what it means is like, you, you need to be like a little bit more selfish. Yeah. yeah <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it, this is, it's interesting that you have come to these conclusions over the series, over like, you know, a series of 18 months worth of therapy and like four different breakthroughs score coming together. And like, you can very eloquently all put it together and like use real like um, concepts to describe it. Because I think we've talked before about how, uh, like I, Beth is also a people pleaser, like okay. my wife. Yeah. And I remember like just sort of like maybe, maybe struggling with some of these things as well at some point. And I remember talking to her uh, at some point, like before we were married and having that similar conversation. Like I just, sometimes it just seems like I wish you were a little bit more selfish, which is a weird thing to say. Right. <laughs> like, like, it, it, but it's true. It's yeah, true. It's it like, it, you, like you, you will never advocate for like your own happiness. And it's just like, it's, ob, it's like problematic. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and you know, the, the, the tricky thing about it is that it's like, I, I think, um, the, the underlying, outcome of being a people pleaser versus someone who maybe has like a bad temper is that on the whole you're generally being you you are generally providing people with a rather positive experience with you yeah versus somebody who might more frequently raise their voice might frequently be a little more rash or abrupt Mm -hmm. with their information and so it's like on the whole everybody around you and and this is i think this is the part that like as i try to like navigate out of these waters and stuff it's that i i am afraid that the expectation what people have come to know about me is so different <laughs> from from like implementing these like slightly more uh self yeah advocating um uh like I don't know, uh, interjections, if you will, you know, it's sort of like if all of a sudden I do that, people are like, Whoa, what's wrong? What's different with Ben all of a sudden? Yeah. It's like, you can't hike your prices by $35 at once. And it's like, I'm not hiking my prices. prices. It's always been that way. (laughs) (laughs) But, oh man, I'm so glad we thought of this example because I feel like it's helping me explain. Right. Exactly. I feel, so do you feel like you, I feel, I feel like maybe what you need is like, just like a, like a catalyst for change that would like like make outwardly it obvious that ben is going to be acting a little bit differently now because of obviously this thing happened oh i see what you mean like okay so for example i I see what you mean like an opportunity for the change to exist right so for example 
Um, like when I graduated college and got, when I first got hired at the concert venue I used to work at, nice. bingo. Nice. Yeah. yeah, You're yeah. welcome, people. Um, <laughs> I remember before then, uh, I always, I didn't, I didn't like style my hair ever at all. Okay. Like it was just always down. It was always very shaggy and I didn't wear glasses okay. uh, at all. And I remember like, okay, I got this new job. This was like a, an, an opportunity to like reinvent like how I look. Okay. And so I, I, that's what I got. I got like glasses and I became a full-time glasses wearer, uh, which I needed to do anyway. It wasn't like, Oh, do you not need glasses? Like I can see pretty good without glasses either way, but, but I definitely benefit from wearing them all the time. Uh, and I started like styling my hair and stuff. And I think I, you know, I, I started buying new clothes and I remember just going out with friends I had known forever. And it was like, they noticed the change that was obvious. Yep. But it was also just like, no one questioned it. Cause it was like, Oh, I see what you got a new job. You grew up. Yeah. <laughs> sort yeah. Of thing. yeah. <laughs> you became an adult. You became an adult. Look at this. Yeah. And it was like, okay. And I was just seen, boom, done. So, so I need, a, I need, a, I need drastic. Yeah. Uh, to like, just like shave my head or something. No, or? I don't think, I don't think that I Do don't you think, think full body tats, you know, I feel like I don't think you need to like change your appearance. Um, well, well, I mean, you know, so far I'm you've saying given- you need like a big life event to happen where people couldn't like, or people would obviously understand a slight personality shift. Hmm. Do you think yeah. that becoming a father might, I think, like- I think this is going to work out wonderfully. <laughs> <laughs> I also think I also think you're going to really get to put your problematic patience to the test with your child because man if there's anyone I am super willing to be way patient way too long for it is my kids. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just like yeah. no, I'll just keep I'll just keep being super nice to you and you will realize how nice I'm being. And it's like that's not going to happen. <laughs> this is 100% yeah. the case because um with with our dog specifically, we like I will be like, you know, like eating lunch or something on the weekend and like one of the dogs will just be sitting next to me like wanting food and they will just be barking at me and like alice will like come down from upstairs where she was doing something and be like how long has he been barking and i'm like oh i didn't even notice like (laughs) and it's like it's not that i didn't notice it was just like well if he's barking then he must you know He's just expressing himself. Right. Like, I got to let him do it. You need to let him bark. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like he'll, he'll understand that I'm being patient with him. And, and at some point in time, he'll know that it's not necessary to bark anymore. Right. You know, that like, <laughs> like and, uh, and yeah, I think, I, I think that that's probably like the case. And then like, you know, Alice is like way better at dog training because she's like willing to be like firm with the dogs. Right. And yeah, and I'll, I'll just let him sit there and bark at me. <laughs> so yeah, I'll, I'll work on it. I'm, I, this is like my greatest fear going into fatherhood is I'm like, I got it. I got to be able to like figure out. I'm sure I, when, yeah. when to act. I have no doubt that you're going to be a fantastic father. <clears throat> Thanks buddy. No I'm doubt sure at all. That. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. we've gotten kind of deep for a while. I think maybe we could take like a hard left turn into some very silly stuff. Oh, I love it. Okay. It's time. <laughs> it's time. It is time. Well, okay. So in the last episode, we revealed the yes, we revealed <laughs> the uh, Super Carlin chat bot we that did. was created for if us, where you, can, where you can log on and chat to an artificial intelligent version of me and Ben. Yes, that is loaded with all the intelligence of ninety-three episodes worth of popcorn culture. Yep, yep. So basically, the AI was able to listen to all of the episodes, <clears throat> kind of like come to understand the way that we talk about things. Which you know what I'm starting to learn is that I use way more words than is necessary to say literally everything that I say. You probably that was that sentence like intentionally long. It wasn't even. Yeah, <laughs> like, I say too many words. Yeah. 
There you go. I'm done. You're done. Yeah. So anyway, I think it's funny because one, people have been sending us responses all week and not a single response has failed to not make me laugh. Like I had, well, that was, that was a pretty wordy sentence too. Every single thing people have sent me has made me laugh. It has been. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly though, I really do. I, I agree. Like, uh, because a bunch of people have emailed into, uh, like the, the popcorn culture pod at gmail.com yeah. email address with many of these. And it is like both outstanding what people ask and what the outcomes are. Oh, I know. I love what people have been asking. Yes. And, and the outcomes. So you, I was just gonna, I was just gonna read a few here. Give me some examples. I'll give you a few. Oh, oh gosh. What am because I if, if listening to Jay randomly cackle from the other side of the office has taught me one thing is that it literally never gets old. <laughs> it, <laughs> like, like I'll be like, what are you laughing at? He's like, I'm still doing the chatbot. <laughs> I think it is. I think we are uniquely positioned for it to be extra funny to us because it's our answers. Yes. That are apparently created from our, like, our psyche on some level. Yes. Well, in the, <laughs> okay, here's the other funny thing about this, too, is I feel like if you did, like, Q&A types of things all the time and then you were to like ask it like you know if i were to to be like if someone said like what is two plus two and i said that the answer is four then i feel like the ai is smart enough that if those questions and answers were paired up then you could say what is two plus two and it would say four because it had listened to us talk enough to actually know what what the answer to that question is yeah and what i think is hilarious about this is that we don't do because we don't do that q a style that format it's like it is trying its darndest and failing adorably but yeah it fails adorably or is correct in the most roundabout hilarious way so for <laughs> i'm already laughing for example for example this was a great question i'm sorry if i don't i i should just been taking screenshots and i don't always have the person who initially asked the bot so i'm sorry if you asked this and i'm not going to give you credit but this is the question this is the first one says are narwhals real and the bot responds probably probably not but i love the concepts of narwhals personally so let's say they are then <laughs> I love the first one. Probably, but probably not. It's it's also, I feel like it perfectly sums up how you felt about narwhals. Like since the entire narwhal jar- joke began. Oh my gosh, which is I like, know. Are they real? I think so. so. But also, maybe not. But, <laughs> it's know. like non-committal both ways. Uh, exactly. Probably, probably not. But I love the concept of narwhals. My, my grand conp- conspiracy <clears throat> theory is that National Geographic is just literally just trolling. Well, that that was the initial conspiracy, right? Okay, yeah. Like anytime, yeah. anytime you really and it, like it's it, they're probably real, probably, but also so easy to fake. Can can you trust wildlife can, photographers? Probably not. Probably. Shrug. We're all in this, you know. <laughs> We're all. Give me another one. Give me another the, one. Okay. Um, <clears throat> this is. Where should I place my GMA sticker? It says, go for the sides of your monitor. That way, if anyone looks over your shoulder, they'll see you're watching Game of Thrones. Not that that should give away that you're watching Game of Thrones. You know. (laughs) (laughs) It's the final little taglines. So, you know. (laughs) I think what happens a lot is that it, it wants to keep going, but it has like a character limit. So you get like halfway through a sentence and it just like. (laughs) that's it and yeah okay okay what else you got okay someone asked it a corny joke are you ready yep corny joke where do carrots come from where the alps we're doing a ski race there (laughs) 
It's not, it's not a corny joke at all. <laughs> it, it, it is not funny, but somehow that makes it funny. I love the, I love it when it's like a two part, like there's a follow up <clears> question <throat> because it, because the bot just treats it, I think as a brand new question. It's not like continuing the conversation, right? right but, right. but it makes it seem like it's just switched gears into a new conversation topic at like rapid speed without you <laughs> expecting it. And it's like, that is how we talk. <laughs> It's true. Yeah. It is the entire format of this show. So this was one I think aimed at, uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully it thought the bot was being you. It said, are you going to start a vlog channel? The bot responds, we've talked about getting into videos eventually, getting into scripted edited videos. If it were to happen, it would be two to three years down the line. (laughs) (laughs) I hate when I can hear myself. It's like, yeah. Yeah, this is this is me attempting to, uh, like, like, like I always again. This is people pleasing at its yeah. core, and it's like I don't want to say no. Yeah, so it's like eventually, yes, probably, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> two to three years from now. Yeah, if and when we can do this. Yeah. Do you dream in color? Ben dreams of color. Jay sleeps more soundly without. <laughs> Not dreams in color, dreams of color. It's like instead of having uh, like white noise, like audio at night, it's like having like uh, like white color doesn't sound like the right way to say it, but like literally just passive colors that help you sleep at night. Yeah. And it's just like pulsing through like the colors of the rainbow. Are you, exactly. are you pulling it up? I No, I was, I, <laughs> I have more saved on the, over here. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, to can, multiple devices. To I store know. I, I decided I had screenshotted some on my phone. So they were in the photos there. And then I also have, Oh my gosh, I'm going to have to go into, I have to go into the, into the Reddit app. Oh no. What's your favorite hobby? <laughs> we're pretty obsessed with ninjas. So we're working on a ninja fighting the mafia series right now. Recently, we've been getting into adult coloring books and adult coloring pages. So we might try to do some. <laughs> <laughs> like before I answer your question, I love. We've been really like, gonna get the ninjas, <laughs> ninjas versus mafia, which sounds like a great plot line, right? You know, it's like there's not enough of of those types of stories anymore. But also, also while we're on the topic, coloring books. Yeah, can we be in on that? Adult coloring books. <clears throat> That's what we need is the popcorn culture adult coloring book. Yes, <laughs> yes. I I think that could be really good. That sounds like that sounds like a great object we could create we could put into real life popcorn culture adult coloring book yeah yeah that seems reasonable okay would it be like paint by colors or is it just colors no by no, colors? no no it's just it's just like really detailed have you seen like adult coloring I have books seen, I okay yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. it's just like hyper detailed it's gonna take you forever to color in the whole thing does it come with colored pencils i think you had to buy separate colored pencils what i mean do you think we should sell the colored pencils i think we probably should if we're gonna do this okay i guess okay we i'll can call up big pencil <laughs> yeah you're gonna talk to big pencil over there my understanding is that uh they are currently located in the state directly above us currently located that was a popcorn pun i was also making the joke about pennsylvania oh (laughs) sorry this next one uh is about popcorn so i thought i'd throw in a popcorn pun someone said what kind of popcorn is the best and we responded light airy buttery kernels or thick giant crunchy kernels that snap into candied sugar we won't stay in for butter flavored oil pretending to be real butter i'm sorry i say oil can endorse butter oh my gosh (laughs) we got real political (laughs) I'm I am pretty sure that wasn't a bot. That was just you. 
that, that, was, <laughs> that was the strongest opinion about the weakest of things. Yes, absolutely. Which is which is your like you, you're like mo. We won't stand for butter flavored oil. <laughs> we will not. <laughs> we will no, get sir. out of here. I feel like we could make like a really interesting uh, oh like series of of yeah like campaign speeches <clears throat> that are all auto generated. <laughs> oh my god! But then like get up there like in a suit and like actually like we will not stand. <laughs> For big oil, for bi- for for big butter oil, Ugh. oil butter flavored oil, for popcorn, for popcorn. Okay, as as we close out today's episode, I would like to I would like to offer up my my wick of the peak. Oh, your wick of the peak. Go for it. Did I do it correctly? I feel like I, spoonerisms are my jam, and this one j- just gets me. Yeah, the wick of the peak. It does. You're it good. Does. Okay, so my wick of the peak is creamer before coffee. Creamer. Oh, 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 oh. yes. Yeah, I'm a big fan of creamer before coffee. This has been, this has been like, it actually came as like a, a, like an odd hack that I figured out while I was having the kitchen renovated for such a long period of time. Yeah. And all I had was this tiny little like mini fridge that all of my, all my stuff was in. And so, uh, like, and I didn't have like a way to like wash dishes. I didn't have like a sink other than like my upstairs bathroom. So I really didn't want to like dirty anything that I didn't like excessively yeah so what i started doing is i use like a small amount of i I call it a splash of creamer splash and that's how i take my coffee splash of creamer and coffee and for what it's worth a splash is a small amount yeah i don't know if a splash comes across you're gonna have to let me know does the splash sound like a lot i think it's like yeah it's sort of like the amount that would come out in like a very quick like tip yeah uh you're just you're just like tinting the coffee but what's kind of cool about it and especially if you like like sometimes feel like you're over pouring or under pouring or anything like that if you pour the creamer into the bottom of the cup and then you pour the coffee on top of it, then as it fills, you basically like, you know, like a, like a splash of coffee would be like, you know, basically like just pure 50 50. It's pretty, pretty much still white in color. Yeah. But then as you fill up, it, it progressively gets darker. And then if you get to the point where you're like, this is the exact right color of the coffee that I want. And it's like, you just stop there. It offers you way more control because <laughs> if you, the thing about creamer is that it pours out so smooth that it is very difficult to know how much creamer is coming out of the bottle True. at any given point. True. And it doesn't mix instantly when it hits the coffee, so you have to wait until you stir it to find out what your end color is going to be. Right. But if you pour the creamer in first, it does mix instantly because it's such a smaller amount of cream, and you can just stop right away. Exactly. This is a fantastic idea. This is a great coffee hack. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So this this is what I've been doing, and then you don't have that like one spoon. And I, I mean, yeah. this is guy guaranteed that people one are guilty of it. But you set it right next to the sink, like right on the edge of the sink. Yeah. You just set it there. <coughs> it's like and it leaves like a small little like coffee residue. Yep. Mark. Yep. And it like yeah. So anyway, that's that's been like my my big thing. And it was like once I got out of renovations, I was like I still just do this anyway now. Yeah. So. That's, I mean, it's just a good idea. You, it gets less dishes dirty and gives you a better end product. Exactly. So greater sense of control. Can I tell you my coffee hack? Yeah. That this is like one where I feel like everyone knows, but I think, but it turns out I don't think everyone does. Oh, okay. And this is for to-go coffee. Okay. Okay. Ready? So uh, when you're at Starbucks or anywhere and you're ordering a to-go coffee and you have a paper cup that you have to like fasten the lid to. Yeah. Okay. So what you're going to want to do, what my problem with paper cups was forever is that it seemed like there was about a uh, 10% chance it was going to leak. Oh, I would say I, more than 10% more chance. More than 10% chance. Yes. Well, ben, I will give you, I, there is a way to put the lid on that will make it a 0% chance. What? That it will not leak. And no. all you have to do is on the paper cup, 
find where the seam is uh-huh. and put the opening that you're going to drink of exactly across from it. <sighs> so the like the seam is what creates all the leak all problems. All the leaks. Yes. And so, so it's like <clears throat> if it's facing away and you tilt the beverage towards you, then yeah. the leak spot is facing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Do people know this? I This is the thing. Did I, you learn this? I figured this out on my own. Oh. I learned this independently. Jay. Because, yeah. I feel like you're going to shatter some minds like, with this one. Never. It will never leak again. Never. Mind blown moment. Yeah. Mind blown moment. That is <clears throat> that is very interesting. Oh, this is, well, let me say this. Let me say this. <clears throat> Follow up hack. Put the lid on. Set the li- set the whole cup on the on a surface. Grab the lid from the top, like mm-hmm. with your whole hand, and try and lift the whole cup. Because another problem with putting to go lids on to go coffee cups is that it's very easy to not get it, press it down appropriately. But if you just give a quick lid test, it will pop off if it's weak in any spot. Okay. So just do that, and if you can lift it by the lid like that, you're good. Okay. <clears throat> but anyway, otherwise, yes, make sure the seam is as far away from the opening of where you're going to drink out of as possible. And I promise you, it will not leak. I'll be honest. I think I'm Team Jazzy J this week. <laughs> what a pro tip. What a pro tip. Guys, speaking <clears throat> of, speaking of, yeah. just a reminder, we got some, some really cool stuff going on over at Patreon right now. We sure do. We've got our, our Q3 hoodies are available up until October 15th. If you want to go in and check those out, we will have a design very soon. But in the meantime, the design is going to be a lithograph of the Element of Surprise episode of Popcorn Culture, which is all of the words we spoke in that particular episode. And then inside of the negative space is going to be the words pop pop, which will also be the first piece of Popcorn Culture apparel ever that's true we've never had any we have not so if, if you want to get in on that you can do so uh at the um buzziest b or jazziest j tier over at patreon.com slash popcorn culture also uh the q4 piece of merch is going to be available anytime after this episode airs which is october 1st through december 31st of 2021 yes and that is going to be a pressed vinyl record that is glow in the dark with an exclusive episode of popcorn culture on it cannot be heard anywhere else can only be heard by finding a way to play your vinyl record (laughs) exactly Exactly. And I, I I wish you luck in your quest. Again, it's going to be patreon.com slash popcornculture. Otherwise, if you have any feedback about the show today, you can email that over to popcornculturepod at gmail.com. Otherwise, we are on Twitter and Reddit. All of the links to all of those things in the show notes of today's episode. Otherwise, until next week, pop pop! Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. 